This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. The holidays bring festive fun for millions of Americans, but for others, the year-end season can evoke negative feelings. What effect does holiday depression have on suicide rates? We spoke with a researcher, and his findings may surprise you. We started doing it because we were involved in preparing recommendations for journalists to avoid promoting myths. And this is one of the ones we found that was very prominent. Then, almost a third of community water systems have some service lines containing lead. What's being done to reduce or eliminate the exposure? It would be wonderful if we actually measured health outcomes that were aligned with actual water systems. And right now, the two are not aligned. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's InfoTrack. The show begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. It's a fact that the holiday season may spark feelings of sadness for some people, but we've also heard that suicide rates can spike during that time. But is that really true? Our next guest is Daniel Romer, Ph.D., Research Director of the Annenberg Public Policy Center, part of the Annenberg School for Communication at the University of Pennsylvania. Dan, you researched this question, and we'll get to your results in a moment, but first, how did you gather the data for this study? Well, there's two kinds of data that we get. One is we do a national search of newspaper stories around the holidays using search terms like suicide and holiday and try to find all the stories that connected the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, those kinds of events with suicides. And when we find stories that say suicides go up, we call that a case of confirming the myth. And when we find stories that say, well, it's not really true, there aren't more suicides around the holidays, that's a debunk story. And we just catalog those. We've been doing it ever since 2000. What we find very robustly with that method is on most years, the percentage of stories that mention the myth endorse the myth is greater than those that say it's not true. The other thing we do is we look at actual suicide rates, which we get from the Centers for Disease Control. So you did discover that holiday suicides are really a myth rather than a fact. Yeah, I mean, during the year, like November, December, January is the lowest daily rate of suicides throughout the year. And we've shown that over the last 20 some years. It happens every year that the rates go up in the spring and summer, come back down again in the fall and are the lowest in those three months of the winter. I've heard it said that people who are dying perhaps of natural causes or plan to kill themselves will wait until after a big milestone date has passed, something they might be looking forward to like Christmas or New Year's, and then they'll have the fatal event happen. Have you seen that? Well, we don't see a big spike in January. Typically, there's an increase starts happening around March and April. I think what you're referring to is something like a birthday or some anniversary. Sometimes that gets associated with an increased rate of mortality. But yeah, we don't see it around the holidays. We're talking with Dan Romer, who's research director of the Annenberg Public Policy Center. And we're talking about The holiday myth that suicides spike during the holidays, during the festive season. Dan, were you involved with the first year in 2000 of doing this research? 
Yeah, we started doing it because we were involved in preparing recommendations for journalists about how to cover suicide. And now those have been around ever since. And part of those recommendations is to avoid promoting myths about suicide. And this is one of the ones we found that was very prominent. So we decided we'd start tracking it and try to dispel it over the years by doing a press release about it every holiday season. Dan, why is it important to dispel these myths in the media? Well, first of all, we don't want to give people misinformation. But second of all, there's the concern that for someone who's in a crisis and considering dying by suicide, you don't want to, especially over the holidays, you want to tell people in that circumstance that other people are more likely to be dying by suicide because that then potentially could create what's called a contagion effect. So we want to avoid that if possible. And we still want to help people who might be in crisis, but we don't want to tell them that it's a common thing to die by suicide during this time of the year. That makes perfect sense. I'm just curious that when you got the first year results, were you surprised that there was no connection? Yes, I think we were, although people told us that it was not likely that it was true. But when we looked at the actual suicide data, it was so dramatic that there's no way it could be true, given you know how much lower the rates are. And even the week of Christmas to New Year's, I just did a study looking at it with young people, and it, the rates are just really, really low that week. I mean, there's still some suicides, but comparatively speaking, very low, which suggests that people are just not wanting to die by suicide during that time period. Did you find any interesting facts relating to COVID and the pandemic? So the pandemic, that people weren't sure what would happen. There's been a lot of research showing that people are more anxious and depressed, or were during the first two years of the pandemic, but we didn't see a rise in suicides. So for some reason, I don't think we fully understand, people were able to cope, at least to not act on their anxiety and depression to the degree that it looked like it was going up during that period. But now this last year, um, 2021, it looks like it may have gone back up again. So for those who are listening who might know of someone who has perhaps talked about suicide or even a listener who might be thinking along those lines, what prevention advice would you give them? Is there a suicide line that you recommend people call? Yeah, well, the National Suicide Helpline has just been revised recently so that it's very simple. It's 988. It's readily available around the country. And of course, if anyone knows someone who might be at risk, one should immediately go and help that person to think about the future and, you know, the kinds of friends and family they might lose and the people that care about them. So that might help them maintain some optimism and not want to die by suicide. Do you have overall trends for suicide, year-round trends, and how are those changing? Or are they pretty much the same year after year? They're the same year after year. They go up in the spring and summer. Now, one difference is young people, adolescents and young adults, they don't go up in the summer. They actually go down in the summer. And we think that has something to do with not being in school. So there seems to be less pressure on kids. They feel a lot more relaxed during the summer. And so there are many fewer admissions to emergency departments for suicidal behavior. And there's lower rates of suicide in the summer. So that's the one exception. 
that we've been able to find. But for most adults, it seems to be the spring, summer when the rates go up. That's interesting about young people. I've read that social media actually will sometimes drive someone to suicide because there can be bullying online and that sort of negative behavior. Yeah, there's a lot of concern about that. Some people think that the recent rise in suicide in young people is due to being online, but there's been a lot of attention paid to that question. And if there is such an effect, it's not that big. There's also a lot of benefits to being online because you get social support, which was very important during the pandemic and may be one reason why people were able to withstand the stress is, you know, they were able to talk with friends and family, if not in person, on a screen and get some support that way. So there are pluses and minuses to screen media and to phones and all the rest. But it looks like overall the minuses are not that large. Dan, do you plan to continue doing this research every year? We are. I mean, we don't have a plan to quit. You know, if one year we found that the myth had disappeared, <laughs> then we would, uh, you know, hang up our cleats and say, hey, a job well done. But so far, that hasn't happened. Dan Romer, Ph.D., Research Director of the Annenberg Public Policy Center, part of the Annenberg School for Communication at the University of Pennsylvania. And again, if you or someone you know is having suicidal thoughts, there is a new three-digit number to contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You simply call, text, or chat the number 988. Next, reducing lead exposure in drinking water. That story, straight ahead. There's more info track coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 